And with that, I think it's time for Gear Up. <coughs> All right, thanks, Kyle. All right, let's go into... Uh, <laughs> tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. GoFest Yokohama is underway. Gifts, gifts, and more gifts. More hat Pikachus than you know what to do with. I was originally going to say that you can shake a Sudowoodo at, but I figured that that was probably not going to work out. Uh, <laughs> and more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to GoCast podcast episode 57. It's August 6th. I'm your host, Chris, and this week I'm joined by Kyle. Hiya. And no nest this week. She's feeling a little wow. under the weather. She's still kind of recovering <laughs> from her, her shoulder and her ankle thing. And then she, you know, caught something from the office. So, uh, well, uh, positive thoughts to her. I am happy to say, though, that she's just been inundated with even more friends and stuff than she knows what to do with. And she's in her glory in this event that we're going to outline a little bit here. <laughs> but yes, welcome to the show. Before we get started and talk about the week's goals and news and otherwise, I want to give a quick shout out to three brand new patrons, Caitlin, Hannah, and Jamie. Thank you guys so very much for joining our Patreon and therefore also our Discord. It's great welcome. to have you. Yeah. Thanks so much. And we hope you enjoy your time. Okay, Kyle, it's time to dig in, you know, that, that weekly dose of accountability. Let's talk about goals. Uh, we'll talk about our shiny Ralts goals in just a moment when we get to the news and we talk about Ralts Community Day, a retrospective. Uh, but other than that, you also said 200,000 Stardust. How'd that go? Got it. Not sure how much more than that, because I did a couple of, couple of special trades, a couple of expensive trades that ate into that, but I, I got... Probably closer to 300,000 this week. Oh, geez. Okay. You put in some work. Uh, but those numbers are going to look paltry in comparison to uh, when we get our, our bonuses in a couple of weeks here. Uh, <laughs> but besides that, you also said you wanted to do more rocket stops, so much so that you would get your bronze hero medal. Uh, I totally did it. You totally did? Totally did it. Okay. Yes. You, you don't sound sure. Were you not sure? <laughs> uh, I, I did most of the stops during the community day. Because like okay. a bunch of the stops just kept turning over, and I'm like, all right, sure, right, okay, all right, cool, and that was that was it. Good for you. Well, I guess we'll figure out if you hit all of your goals when we get to Ralts Community Day. But as far as those go, in the bag. So for Ness, she wanted to steal uh, some of my Ralts. She did do that actually just before the show, so that's checked off. She wanted to get more friends. She did do that. She wanted to do some Team Rocket stuff. I do believe she did at least one or two Rocket stops this week. And uh, she's done so many friends that she's very close to uh, leveling up, which is kind of a tease into her goals for next week. But for myself, shiny goal aside, I want to get my bronze hero badge. And I kind of made an oopsie last week when I made this goal because I didn't realize it, but I was only one away from that. <laughs> so I, I got it like, wow, goal achieved. That doesn't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> so I went out and I hit 25 on that badge uh, in both badges. So I, I hope that that I hope that's good enough. Both badges. Yeah. Yeah. Hero Stardust. metal and the purifier one. 
Well, they changed some of the Stardust costs. We weren't going to talk bit. about this because it's pretty minimal, but like Ratata is only like a thousand Stardust now as opposed to 2,000, which is still a fair amount of Stardust. I won't argue that, but it's not going to break the bank. I also said I was going to do at least 50 raids since last episode. And I, if my math is correct, I think I hit like 48. It's really close. <laughs> that's <laughs> so a, close. That's, that's an F. Chris. that's what it's link two it's either an a or an f it's There's, a pass it. fail it's a pass fail assignment oh, i suppose so okay all right okay let's do that 500 raids of simmer check in i have not put in at least i think 14 rates so pretend some of these numbers are a little bit more padded in that direction the update is short and sweet total raids so far besides the ones that i have not cataloged 209 which which is okay. I'm doing okay. I'm supposed to be at 231 and a half today, so I'm a couple underneath that. Uh-oh. My catch rate, I almost cried on community day. It was so no. bad. I didn't miss one, but two Rayquaza got away from me. No. Yeah, so the catch rate's 97.61%. No longer in the 98s. My heart's broken. <laughs> <laughs> But I am proud to say that I've knocked out like I think thirteen Rayquaza already. Not bad. Well, it's not it's not that bad. I don't think. Uh, I feel like if I was only going for the tier fives, it might be more. But hmm, we'll see. No shiny yet because you would have definitely heard about that. Well, <laughs> all right. So that's it. Why don't we go ahead and dive into the news? All right. First things first. As promised. Why don't we go ahead and take a look at Ralt's community day? How did we do? All right, Kyle, your shiny goal was six shiny Ralts. How was it? I got 10. You got 10. I got 10. Oh, I thought you were like not sure if you were going to be able to go or not. No, no, I was I was all set for this one. My girlfriend's roommate really likes Ralts, so we all made uh, all made plans to go out to the local park by us. It was a good time. Great. Okay, cool. Well, um, we'll talk more about the event itself in just a second. For myself, I wanted to get more than 10 shiny Ralts. Uh, I only got 10. <laughs> so that's not bad. Looks like we tied, Kyle. Nobody wins Ralts Day or everybody wins Ralts Day. You know, if you were unable to participate in the event, what the bonuses were this time were quarter egg hatch distance. And then every every raid was also supposed to be Ralts if it wasn't a five star i think something like that every one star raid was Ralts. ever oh, okay every one star raid was Ralts. thank you because that was mega confusing for me and everybody that i was playing with that day yeah so that being said they were also in eggs but what wasn't conveyed to us us the the players of pokemon go the people who you know go out every day I happily spend at least $40 a month on incubators and stuff, and I hatch eggs all the time. You would think that in good faith, I could hatch a 10K egg and expect something nice out of it. But little did I know that in every 10K egg hatch from that event, it was Ralts. So I'm, I might have thrown nine 10K eggs in super incubators, and those roll 1.7 kilometers, and that was nice. I had a star piece going everything. I'm not upset about the Stardust, I tell you what, but... My heart broke nine times in a row. <laughs> I mean, by like number two, you, you kind of catch on to like, uh oh, 
what's going on. I nope, see. It's not okay. I, I bet this was communicated somewhere. I think we just missed it. I mean, I saw a post about it when when Asia had their community day, so I knew it was coming, but oh, I didn't I see didn't anything do that. written about it. Oh, no. See, look at you. You went ahead and you armed yourself. It was like looking at the, the emotional forecast for your Pokemon Go plane. You're like, okay, should I be ready or should I just be disappointed? Well, let's, <laughs> let's put it this way. I've had to I feel bad for Asia when it comes to community days but you got to use the info you have at hand. That's true. What What do you think the thinking behind this is? Because I definitely had a pretty negative emotional reaction. I I don't. <laughs> I, don't I mean, I had, I had a I had a negative all reaction to it. Okay. Because not only was like I emotionally upset about hatching Ralts in 10Ks while I'm already catching you know two three hundred Ralts's, but like financially I didn't spend any money. Like, I know, yay, I saved money, but like Niantic didn't make money kind of situation. Yeah. If I hadn't known this was coming, I probably would have bought an adventure box because I only had like three incubators left before the event started. Then I knew about the Ralts and I'm like, you know what? It's not worth it. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. I mean, for me, I, I probably would have still done it. To, for me, the, the thing was the surprise of the situation. I mean, this yeah. I can't argue with the Stardust. I can't argue with hatching eggs, the XP, the whole thing, because I'm going to have start pieces and lucky eggs go on for community day anyway. So mm. I think the thing that really does it for me is it really nullifies the bonus for the community day. And that's that's what kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. The bonus being the quarter egg hatch distance. But now every single stop gave a 10K egg and every 10K egg gave a Ralts. So basically the only thing you're getting from all of this is the Stardust. Yeah. As opposed to previous times when this has happened, you've gotten Stardust and you've gotten chances at other Pokemon. That's true. Well, okay. All right. Is there anything else you want to say about this? Because I, I kind of want to I kind of want to put it away because there is actually a ton of really amazing things for us to talk about this week. This is just like the only hiccup that I, th I haven't been this like unpleasantly surprised by something at a community day. I don't think ever. And I, I'm not trying to make a big deal out of it. It just seemed like a weird, it seemed like a communication mi misstep to me. You know what I mean? I'm just salty about it. <laughs> Okay. That's all. All right. Okay. Well, there there is a chance for Niantic to to redeem our uh, opinion of eggs, and and we'll get to that in a little bit here. But first, it is August, and uh, there's new raid bosses. At least for now, uh, I'm not quite sure how much of this is influenced by the GoFest Yokohama uh, spawns and events and stuff like that, because I know that they mentioned that. I'm not sure if it's the entire raid list or just some raids within the list that will change out with other mainstays later on. But as it currently stands, here's the August raid bosses. In tier one, we're looking at Swablu, Snowrunt, Bagon, and Shinx. I think there's actually a handful more now with GoFest Yokohama. In tier two, Cloyster, Sneasel, Curlia, Mawile, Alolan Exeggutor. Gotta have that tall boy. In tier three, Onyx, Jinx, Aerodactyl. Pillow Swine and Alolan Raichu. In tier four, you're looking at Lapras, Dragonite, Togetic, Granbull, and Alolan Marowak. Now, Kyle, tell me in which situation would you ever attempt to do a four star Granbull? Never. Right. Okay. Never. Yep. <laughs> me too. We're everybody agrees. Great. Okay. Tier five is Rayquaza, our Lord and Savior, and then uh, tier six, aka EX, is uh, Deoxys. So 
how much longer do we have left in speed form uh a month two months i think two months two months maybe it's a month and a half i'm not entirely sure very close very close if i had to guess by october they are going to start something different yeah i mean usually in october they start shaking things up a little bit you know they usually start uh hinting at the next generation i think we we've always had some sort of like ghost you know that's come out Mm -hmm. i think last year we got new ghosts for gen four gen four we got we got like some of the dark types like scroopy skuntank whatever else is related to that that i can't remember off the top of my head drifloon drifloon was at that event too drifloon happened That's right. And I think there might have been a couple more, but I can't quite remember. But anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully a new EX boss will be something that's not Deoxys. If it's Deoxys shiny, I still don't think I'd be too thrilled. I'm I'm ready for something else. It's been a year. Let's get something else on there. (laughs) Dark Rye. A uh, quick little note here, too, before we get on to some bigger pieces of news. New Shadow Pokemon have been added to the Team Rocket Invasion stuff. So uh, oh boy. this list includes Poliwag, Grimer, Muck, Drowsy, Hypno, Cubone, Scyther, Magikarp, Houndour, Houndoom, and Ralts. Let me let me ask you a question, yes. Chris. Yeah. Have you gotten a Shadow Scyther yet? I have not, but you know what I, I did get? What? Shadow Houndoom, baby. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, but I haven't gotten this either. I think a I Shadow a... Caesar might be the, the peak of coolness. Oh, it looks so good. You <laughs> I love it? it. Oh. No, I don't. I thought oh, okay. I was so I was oh, so sure. Man. One of the stops was gonna be Scyther, and then it turned out to be whatever was before the Scyther. I don't, I don't remember which one it was, and I was very disappointed. I was like, I need this so I could rub it in Chris's face. Oh, have you gotten a Snorlax yet? No, I, I actually haven't seen a single one of the like twenty odd that I've done so far. None of them have been a Snorlax one. Oh. Yeah, I I got one and it was a very difficult battle. It was two Snorlaxes and a Dragonite. That's that's one of the hardest ones. Sure is. And you know what wins against that matchup like universally is Meteor Mash Metagross. He took out all three by himself. He sure did. Well, I should power mine up. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's that's kind of crazy. Not as crazy as this marketing campaign for Pikachu outbreak, because from our perspective, (sighs) it looks like insanity. I am, of course, talking about this hat Pikachu event from August 6th. Through the 12th, a different previously available hatted Pikachu will be available every day. For your reviewing pleasure, the list of available Pikachus over the coming days, including today, is Christmas Cap, also known as Santa Hat Chew, which is today, Floral Crown, Party Hat, Witch Hat, Summer Hat, Ash Cap, and Detective Hat. Now, I think it's really, it's like what? It's early August, right, Kyle? Yes. So I feel like it's really important at this time of year that we sit back and uh, we, we look back, we reflect, and we ask ourselves one big question. Why, John Hankey? Why? <laughs> why? Come on. I mean, like, I get it. For Pikachu Outbreak makes a lot of sense. I'm sure Shiny Hunters are very excited, but... That is... <laughs> <sighs> That is the one, like, air quotes here, benefit to this kind of event is chances at getting hat or getting shiny versions of each of the hat forms. Right. And if If you're you're a new player, I'm sure this is also exciting. You're like, oh, I've never seen any of these. Or, you know, I missed out on a flower crown or something. 
who cares? I'm sorry. It, people do. Ca- so when I was at RTX last month or yeah, last month, I ran into some guy. I was playing Pokemon Go waiting in line and he was like, hey, you playing Pogo? I'm like, yeah. And he proceeded to show me his inventory. He's like, all oh. I catch and all I keep are headed Pikachus. And I said, okay, you are literally the opposite of the way that I play this game. But Why? Okay, I, I will listen to you. He loves them. He loves them so much. He's like, I want Chinese of all these. I, I, I'm, I'm building a Raichu collection. I'm trying to get 100% all over the board. I'm like, it, wow. It goes to show there are all types that play Pokemon Go. There's, there's a game in here for everybody. <laughs> there sure is. <sighs> But anyway, like I said, it's it's to celebrate and to coincide with this Pikachu outbreak event, which is basically like a gigantic Pokemon festival that happens in Japan. It's really cool. There's a bunch of like cool lights. I saw some footage of a Ferris wheel lit up with Pikachus walking across it. It was pretty neat. But this is, of course, also coinciding with I know I keep using that word, but it's true because there's so many things happening at the same time. Go Fest Yokohama. We talked about this a long time ago at the beginning of the summer, but it's finally happening. It started today. This is the last of the three Go Fests. We had, you know, Chicago, our hometown, and then there was one in Dortmund, and this is the last one in Go Fest Yokohama. So here are a couple of things. Event exclusives and global spawns are available through this event. Jirachi Special Research is going to be there. Um, what's important to note here is that last year, every single actually there was only one Go Fest. So the Go Fest had Celebi Special Research, and then after that, it was available globally. Not for a while, but at least after this Go Fest, it could be pretty much any time that Jirachi Special Research could be available. I'm not going to say next week this year because I was wrong last year. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. It's like, yeah, no, it's coming out. Right now, guys. There was no reason. There was no reason. (laughs) I was so upset. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But at GoFest Yokohama, there's also Flower Crown, Pikachu and Eevee, Chatot, and unknown spelling Wake Up all around the park. Very similar to what we had, except we didn't have Chatot. We had um, Pachirisu. There's also a new shiny release globally, Poliwag, and then there's all the GoFest stuff. So there's special research there. There's uh, biome spawns, photobombs, unique stuff. But here are the global spawns that are, well, the possible shiny Pokemon with increased global spawns that you can kind of expect to see. Drifloon, Love Disk, Anorith, Wilmer, Wingle, Swinub, Sneasel, which can we take a moment to appreciate Sneasel shiny? It's so good. It's, it's so like good. it's like a lemonade flavor theme. It's like pink and yellow highlights. It looks so cool. And then Weavile looks just perfect. Still looks great. Yeah. Uh, Horsey, Poliwag, allegedly Psyduck. And then, of course, the rare and elusive Pidgey will be around. So we may never see Pidgeys again. So, I mean, as you know, ever since that. Evolve two Pidgeys research for a chance at Caterpie. They stop spawning. Can you imagine? Like, I bet you, because that caused such an uproar for a while. It was like a week of people complaining about Pidgey spawns. Like, whoever put that on the whiteboard, they probably came into work the next day and were like, who could have imagined? (laughs) Two Pidgey for a Caterpie would make so many people upset. (laughs) Uh, Oh, well. So also available globally are going to be GoFest-related field research. And those five are 
make two great curveball throws in a row, evolve three Pokemon, hatch an egg, win a raid, and win three gym battles. All of these result in a Pokemon encounter, and it can be any of these five Pokemon. Poliwag, Lotad, Talo, Swablu, and Snowrunt. And as is tradition with GoFest stuff, all of these have a chance to be shiny. It's exciting. Uh, I actually kind of like the format of that. I think it's nice that uh, you know they give you the same chance at each of them and people aren't going to be hunting down and throwing out certain tasks. This The only reason I'm saying that because I know that we live in an age where everybody's telling each other what's in what tasks and stuff and that's actually helpful. But during this period of the, the research challenge, people will just complete whatever they have now. I mean, yes and no. I think this kind of one where it's random like this will result in people throwing out the ones that they're just never going to do. Like They would have done that anyway, though, don't you think? Yeah. Well, no, not if it rewards something they want to get. Oh, like okay. if someone's really hunting a shiny snow runt and the hatch and egg gives a snow runt, they're probably going to keep that. But now if they get hatch and egg and they're like, you know, five kilometers from the next egg, they're probably just going to toss it. But in that situation, still, I, I agree 100%, but the hatch and egg one would take more time. So if you had a choice, let's say there's four stops and you're walking past and you're like, okay, well, I got to choose three of these four and they're evolve three Pokemon, hatch and egg, uh, win three gym battles and make two great curveball throws in a row. The hatch and egg is actually in that situation Win three gym battles is probably going. But you know what I mean? Like one of them is willingly going and they're still going to accomplish more quicker. I mean, yes and no. The thing okay. about this set of five is it has two that you can do right away. So if you get a bad roll, you can just complete one of them and then hold the other three. That's true. Yeah, you so. can. Yeah, but be on the lookout for those. That that pool of potential shinies is good. Polywag being in there is definitely worth looking for. Also, Swablu, who doesn't want their their snitch, of course. Um, but Please, like we were, I need more. <laughs> Sorry, Kyla, what happened? <laughs> um, in addition to that, like we were just saying, we are currently in the GoFest Yokohama Global Research Challenge. It's Blanche's challenge. Uh, I liked that they did a, a update earlier today where they told everybody where we were after the first day of GoFest. And um, the numbers were, were fine, but they said that Blanche looked at the numbers and said that it was almost satisfactory. And I thought that was wonderful. <laughs> Um, but of course, to remind you guys what we had to do or what we still have to do over the course of this entire window of time, which is running until August 12th, uh, Pokemon Go Fest Yokohama attendees, they need to complete 3 million research tasks. And if they do, uh, later on, we'll get the bonuses from the 13th through the 20th. We'll get three times catch Stardust. And then for each of the teams, they have to complete 25 million research tasks to unlock their bonus. Instinct's bonus is 3,000 Stardust Parade. Valor's is times three hatch Stardust. And Mystic is one hour star pieces. In addition to the rewards, we will also unlock Suicune, who will be available in raids August 17th. Make sure you request off of work. And if you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny Suicune. Now, this is probably the most important one for the most players, I think, especially in this current Stardust drought climate. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So you guys better get out there and do some research tasks. Otherwise, we're going to have a conversation um, about how I've done like to start us is important. Oh, OK, well, Kyle, you're pulling your weight. You're doing great. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the uh, the turn and burn you were doing at GoFest Chicago, I will say. <laughs> uh, but I did my fair share the there. Table. I did like 250. That's true. You got so much rare candy that day. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So there's that. Make sure you're doing research tasks. Giovanni is also photobombing. Go snapshots at GoFest. There's no other information with that as of yet. So stop speculating, internet. But, but at GoFest Chicago, it was only Team Rocket. Right. And then at and Dortmund, then we got they, rocket were, stops. there were Team Rocket air balloons. Remember that? That was pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah. I see what they're doing. It must be escalating to something. <gasps> Just wow. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty obvious. We're not sure what they're doing yet. But but what the facts are on the situation is that Giovanni is showing up in photobombs and he looks really cool. <laughs> like, I like his Pokemon Go version of his model. I think it looks really neat. I agree. Yeah. Um, and then finally, before we move on to other news, shiny Alolan Sandshrew has been seemingly released for GoFest attendees. Uh, no word on it being global yet, but I did see that reversal caught one while he was there and posted it. So I've seen one and it looks pretty cool. It's just more blue. Yes. Yes. But like a reverse, yes. like it's cream belly is now blue. <laughs> like it's frostbitten. All right, cool. We alluded to it. Let's talk about the most exciting event of all time, the gift event. <laughs> Chris couldn't keep a straight face. He couldn't do it. He tried really hard. <laughs> okay, well, I actually know somebody. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty familiar with somebody that's actually excited about this event, so I can't give it too much garbage, right? So it started <laughs> yesterday on the 5th and it runs through August 19th, and the features include all eggs received from gifts will only require two kilometers to hatch, but it's a little bit more than that. So they'll look like two kilometer eggs and function like two kilometer eggs and like incubators and stuff, but they will still hatch if it came from a gift, the 7K egg pool. And for somebody that's sitting on regular incubators, this is really nice. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best change. For right it definitely now. <laughs> is. Well, also, during this event, the number of gifts you can open daily is increased to 30 for the duration of the event. And then the number of gifts you can carry in your inventory has been increased to 20 for the duration of the event as well. And yes, we can hear you through your car yelling, make it permanent. I'm, I'm sure they're very aware that people <laughs> want it increased uh, permanently. But let's see how the event goes. Maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe that's Giovanni's, that's Giovanni's thing. He's like, ha I wanted to increase your capacity for gift giving. <laughs> Team Rocket does it again. That would Very be really evil. great. Yeah, I'm into that. Um, and then, you know, just a little thing, but shiny bonds lie, y'all. Ooh, he looks so cool. Yay. Another <laughs> shiny baby. <laughs> he looks great. He does look good. He, he does. does. Yeah. But Even like, Sudowoodo looks nice baby. and that's saying something. Now somebody might have a reason for finally walking a bounce Maybe. Other than it just being adorable. <laughs> yes. Other yeah. than it just being adorable. <laughs> uh, needless to say, Ness is 
ecstatic about this event. Um, and I would like to remind those of you that have added her as a friend, her official gift opening time every day, because there's a lot of people to coordinate and it would be a nightmare to do it manually. If you're interested, if your guys are close to some sort of friendship breakthrough or something, she will be opening all of her gifts at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And with that, I think it's time for Gear Up. So this week on Gear Up, going to do something a little bit different. Chris suggested a while ago, we were talking about it on the Discord a little bit. It's going to be a bit of a retrospective, bit of a look back on Pokemon that are a big deal right now. And it's going to be, what's the big deal with whichever Pokemon we're going to be talking about? And this week, it's Tyranitar. A quick shout out to Catherine the Mop. She was the reason why we decided to pull the trigger on kind of doing this. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So Tyranitar, everybody knows him. He's all over the place. If you hatch 10K eggs, you probably have a million by now. But the big thing about Tyranitar is his legacy move from his community day, June 2018, gave him Smackdown. And that really pushed Tyranitar over the edge. So Tyranitar has base stats of 251 attack, 207 defense, and 225 stamina. These are really good stats. It's not like the best attack, defense, or stamina in any regards. But in terms of well-roundedness, he's one of the most well-rounded Pokemon in the game. For comparison, I think Rayquaza has like 284 attack, but he's got 165 defense and even less stamina. So he's got crazy damage, not so good bulk. Tyranitar has two movesets. is the non-legacy Bite Crunch, making him a Dark-type attacker. And then, as I mentioned, the Legacy Smackdown and Stone Edge, which makes him a Rock-type attacker, but it also makes him a really strong Generalist. And what I mean by Generalist is, even when he's dealing neutral damage, he's able to compete with other Pokemon thanks to his DPS and his overall bulk. But what's the big deal? Why is everyone talking about him? Well, because of that TDO, because of how long he survives, you can throw Tyranitar against pretty much anything that's not a fighting type, and you're probably going to do just fine. With the change to super effective moves and resistances that happened, was that the beginning of this oh, last geez. year? I, I think, think it was the beginning. So. I, I think it remember. happened in January, right about there. Yeah. It knocked Tyranitar down a peg. It's more important now to have super effective, but that doesn't stop Tyranitar just because he's that good. This kind of discussion's come up more recently because Team Rocket stops. For those of you who have gone out and done them, they're hard. They're they're not easy to do. Chris did a Snorlax, Snorlax, Dragonite, and I'm sure a lot of people have done that and then walked away because it's you probably burn through, you know, 20, 30 revives trying to figure it out. Right. I, I, I go um, and I walk around a lake near my work with a work friend we play together. He's still leveling up. He's like low 30s, right? And he was with me when we did that rocket stop. I was able to beat it and he was not. And he kept trying. He kept trying. And it eventually timed out when he was about to figure it out. Ooh. Yeah, these things are no yeah, joke. They, they do some damage, literally. And so when it comes to countering them, a lot of the counters online are like, oh, yeah, just use your Smackdown Tyranitar. Just, you know, put in two of those, maybe a Meteor Mash, Metagross, maybe one or two other things that'll counter it, like a like a Hydro Cannon 
Swampert is really good against the the ground type ones, that kind of stuff. And everyone's like, but I don't have a Community Day Smackdown Tyranitar because I wasn't playing last year. And that's fair. So I'm here to tell you that there are a few other options you can use for those types of situations. For the Rocket Stops, specifically against Snorlax, because I've seen a lot of people recommend Tyranitar against Snorlax. Ursarang, super budget, super budget option will tear through Snorlax. The big thing is that Ursarang resists Lick and knows fighting moves, which are super effective against Snorlax. Kind of a no-brainer. That's interesting. I kind of like that Ursarang's got some value. I think it's great. Like his his DPS, his his bulk, it's it's terrible. But thanks to the way that resistance and super effective damage works, as well as how stats are boosted from rocket stops, it makes him viable. And like that's crazy, but also great because you know everyone's got one somewhere. Time to use one. <laughs> the bottom of your box. <laughs> Dig them out. Hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> I will not disrespect Ursrank because he was the first like not stupid common Pokemon that I had when I very first started playing. Really? Yeah. Like you, you had an Ursaring on your team. Okay. I did. Cause like he was like 2000 CP when I was level 25 or something like that. 24. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is cool. He's a giant bear. This was before everything else, but he has a use now. Okay. And I actually <laughs> powered one up a little bit just so I could have it in case a Snorlax does give me trouble. In terms of PvE content like raids, there are other options for a SmackDown Tyranitar. And one of the best options is Rhyperior. I know it takes a Sinnoh Stone. I'm sorry. It, but sometimes you have to make sacrifices and he is still obtainable. And he's a fraction weaker than Tyranitar with SmackDown. Like, it's like a 5% difference. So... That's great. Don't recommend it for the rocket stops because Snorlax can learn Lick and Rhyperia will not resist Lick, so it will tear through him. And another more recent addition is Rampardos. This one's not as common, so it's not as recommended, but his DPS puts Tyranitar to shame. It's like 25, almost 30% higher DPS. Of course, he's squishier. He's kind of like the Gengar to Tyranitar, and he's also more rare. So I think Rhyperior is is the best go-to option for replacing Tyranitar in this situation. If I'm a brand new player, or, or at least somebody that has been playing since after June 2018, and I don't have a SmackDown Tyranitar, and I've already asked my friends, and you know they have their six they want to keep and stuff like that. There's none for them to spare, and I'm not going to take it from them. So just in summary, what do you think the best course of action is for me? Like, what do you think the first thing I should go for is? Very first thing you should do is get Rhydon's. It's not Rhyperior. It's a serviceable substitute until you can get Sinnoh Stones from doing PvP in order to evolve the Rhyperiors. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think Rhyhorn is a nesting species, so that's a fairly easy one to get candy for. And even if it's not nesting, he's a fairly common spawn. Yeah, uh, Rhyhorn does nest. Uh, also, fun fact about Rhydon is that he can learn Surf. So there's some fun okay, coverage with him. Okay, because you had to mention that, 
I have a Rhyperior right now. It's the first Rhyperior I ever evolved when the Sinnoh Stones came out. It's the first Sinnoh Stone I got. He learned Surf. And I was like, yeah, Rhyperior can know Surf as well. And I used three charge TMs to try and change it. (laughs) And it just changed back to Surf with the third one. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm done. This Rhyperior can stay with Surf forever. It was meant to be, man. And the game still recommends him against stuff that is not good. So... (laughs) I, I've never, I've never had that problem. I've never had that problem with our period so much so that I didn't even know he could learn. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> oh man. Thanks. Thanks, Kyle. I feel like there's a lot of newer players uh, that are joining, especially recently since this game has kind of gotten its like third wave of popularity this past summer. Uh, and I think this is interesting information. Uh, we plan on doing more of these in the future. W- what are some other examples of Pokemon we'll probably talk about? The other monster in the room is going to be Metagross, who we'll touch on in the future. Meteor Mash Metagross is also a very good generalist Pokemon from Community Day. Otherwise, all of the starters all get much better with their uh, Community Day move and it makes all of them viable, whereas without them, they're kind of just around. Yeah. yeah, we'll probably talk about Frenzy Plant Venusaur because he kind of owns the, the, the grass. grass TPS yeah. space. Yeah, in a lot of ways because he's bulky too. But yeah, anyway, we'll we'll talk more about that stuff uh, in the coming weeks. If you guys have a specific request, if there's like a Pokemon, you're like, what is the big deal about this? Feel free to send an R-Y, send us an email at mail at gocastpodcast.com. We want to make sure that we're providing information that's useful for you guys, that's helping you improve your game. Because, I mean, we we were lucky enough to to be playing around that time, so we just have Tyranitars to throw at the situation. But, you know, uh, we, we, we raid with you, <laughs> so we want you to also be ready to go and, and have fun and, and continue playing and enjoying the game just as much as we are. Uh, but this week, since we are without Ness, and this is kind of a more kind of discussion themed show this week because we're about to get into Pokepole. But then after that, there's quite a few emails that have some very interesting questions in them. Uh, we're going to kind of skip Pokelore this week uh, in the interest of time. So that being said, we're going to roll right into the Pokepole. Yes, we will be talking about Mirror Cup next week uh, when there's more information out about it. Uh, but last week's question for the Pokepole was, is Team Go Rocket a good addition or just a distraction as a feature? Uh, Illyria Ego said, I like the idea of the rocket invasions, but it definitely needs some fine tuning. The rewards for completing raids and battling gyms uh, are encouraged doing more of them with the healing items they provide. Team Rocket only gives dust, and the stops have a low chance of giving healing items, as you discussed this past week. That being said, after purification, you have a .006 chance of a perfect Pokemon compared to a .004 chance from raids and research rewards. Wow, that is some silver lining, I tell you oh, what. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's a 50% <laughs> that increase. That makes all the difference. Oh, you know what? When you put it like that... <laughs> <laughs> this next one is from Julius, longtime listener of the show. My response to the Pokepole is that Team Go Rocket is interesting in a really good way so that you can have, you know, kind of like a more hardcore PvP experience if you get bored of the team leaders and you don't have anyone else in your neighborhood or, you know, around you to PvP with. But, you know, you do run out of potions 
So it's, but it seems like it might be worth it because you can get some shadow Pokemon that are really cool, just like Snorlax. I could not agree more. I love Shadow Snorlax. He's so cool. Rampage says, I think it's a really good addition, but that there should be a sort of tutorial. During the invasion, I play with my mom and brother, and they didn't understand the party systems and were taking on master battles with CP 2000 mons. I had to help them build great league teams. That is a great point oh. that the game yeah. doesn't doesn't really tell you. It's like, oh, here this is. Go. Yeah. I mean, the, the special research was supposed to be kind of like an onboarding thing, but that doesn't explain like team building yeah. and stuff like he's saying. I will say when you do lose at a rocket stop, your team leader shows up and says, hey, this type is effective against them. Maybe try that. That's and true. that's really I, I good generic that. advice that maybe should be front loaded <laughs> if you want it to be. Yeah. What if there was in the menu system, like, let's say, like in your next to your journal, they added a fourth button or something like that. That was like a field handbook that just had like some information about like types and how they interact. Can it just like have the type grid matchup? Because like. I've been playing Pokemon for, you know, 20 years now, and I still look at that thing because my memory is terrible. <laughs> it is a lot to keep track of. It definitely is. Rachel said, a great start to NPC battles. Only good things from here. Maybe next, gyms will have gym leaders to battle. All we need now is matchmaking in PvP. You know, this is a great point. The idea of having gym leaders and more NPC battles. That's a... That's... That's a positive future, in my opinion. Ian said, good, extra collectibles, chance for Dratinis, and other future rare Pokemon. And something you can do repetitively without dumping money, such as raids, that isn't just catching overworld Pokemon. Correct. I'm into that. I think that's a good point. I Absolutely. It's, it's something else to do, and even if you're not doing it, it's an option, and that's something I really like about it. Right, and... One thing I will say, though, is that I think the people that are mentioning um, the folks that are mentioning the issues with the healing items and stuff like that. I don't think Team Rocket stops are supposed to be something that you spam. Yes, I I think it's supposed to be something that you just kind of do cash. I could not agree more. I think I mentioned it last week, but the rewards aren't good enough to go out and do 100 Team Rocket stops in a day. They're just Mm -hmm. they're not. So I feel like if you treat them as extra content instead of the main content, the healing items being a problem will go away. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Karotha said, I enjoy the rocket stuff, especially with Ralts coming out as Shadow, which he is now available post-Community Day. Jam Viv says, I'm enjoying it as someone that has only ever played Pokemon Go and doesn't PvP. It's helped me to get a grip on type effectiveness, because if you get it wrong, your mana's going down fast. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's very, very So true. true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that brings us to this week's Pokepoll, which is what other villains would you like to see added to Pokemon Go? And what would they do that's different than Team Go Rocket? All right. I have I have two answers. One's the, a joke and one's a serious one. The, okay. the one that I hit me with both of them. Okay, well the joke is Team Skull because it's Team Skull. I don't even know what they would do, but they're hilarious. They don't know what they would do either. No, they don't. That's the best part. It could be just complete <laughs> randomness. They show up after you catch a random Pokemon and just spout exposition at you and then just disappear because they're useless. But yeah. <laughs> on a more 
serious game level, Team Aqua and Team Magma. What I would really like to see, and this is this might be ambitious, is as Team Rocket corrupts stops and stuff like that, Team Magma and Team Aqua could corrupt biomes. Ooh. So a place that is normally a desert biome or, you know, a, a biome where you get ground and fire type suddenly becomes a water biome with nothing, no water in sight because of their meddling and stuff like that. You can still tie it to stops or gyms if you want to, but I think that would be really interesting. So for me, it's less of like a team. It's and now that we're seeing like Giovanni introduced, it's making me think of like other notable like villain characters. So from Pokemon Sun and Moon, Lusamine is kind of a villain. You don't really know that she is at the beginning, but she turns out to be. Uh, she has this obsession with opening these portals so that you can get Ultra Beasts uh, and like you know encounter those Pokemon. If you don't know what they are, they're kind of like they're like. Pokemon from a different dimension, so they're like not really quite Pokemon. Like you can't catch with Pokeballs. Anyway, I just think it'd be really cool for them to introduce like a small subset if they had like Lusamine come in at like a stop and you like stop her from opening up a portal, but like you encounter an Ultra Beast there and could catch them. What do you think? Is that is that too weird? <laughs> I definitely could see something like that happening because the Ultra Beasts are such an interesting topic in general. Ugh. Just thinking about Ultra Beasts makes me groan. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird thing. They're both like really cool and also kind of like really? break some things in my head about my perception of Pokemon. Yes, yes, they do. That's the thing. Yeah. But yeah. that's it. Um, I like I like that idea. I like that idea yeah. that it could happen. Yeah, I just I want there to be a fun way to introduce something like that other than the way that we had uh, Alolan Pokemon introduced to us only through eggs. I think an experience with special Pokemon like that is like gives it more meaning and more context so people know what it is. Because the problem with Alolan Pokemon in 7Ks right now is that anybody that doesn't know what they are when they hatch them, they totally thought that, that Meowth was shiny every time. <laughs> or the Vulpix or whatever. Yeah. You know, and then I, I hated having to explain to people that would send me like a picture or something or mention to me like in a raid, like, oh, I got this shiny Vulpix. I, and, I, you know, you bite your tongue and you're like, that's a Lolan, buddy. I'm so sorry, but that's yeah. not I can't tell you. Uh, you can't tell anyway, them. If, I will tell them. <laughs> Kyle can do it for us. Breaking hearts. Uh, but if if not Lusamine, then maybe she could have some of her grunts from the Aether Foundation. That'd be pretty cool. All right. Anyway, if you guys have an answer to the question, what other villains would you like to see added to Pokemon Go? And what would they do that's different than Team Go Rocket? You can. Give us an answer when we post them. Uh, you can give us an answer when we post the question on social media, such as Facebook or Twitter. Or if you're on our Discord, we'll also have it posted there. Or you can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And speaking of emails, I don't have Ness to sing for us this week. So emails. I'll have to do. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> uh, this first one is from Gabrielle Yeet Master. They have to say, I think Pokemon Go should put your buddy on screen with you, such as Pikachu on your shoulder type of thing. A short but sweet email with a good idea. Kyle, what do you think? I think it could be fun for, for some Pokemon. They just have to uh, distinguish it from spawns around you. So, Yeah, I would agree. I think the tracking for my character is kind of spotty. I can't imagine <laughs> it also tracking 
you know, to even if it's just like an effect, it'd be like a person, like a, a permanent effect, right? If this is possible, I probably would just always have a whale lord. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I'd I can't a- click on this stop because my friend's in the way. <laughs> or I or I just uh, keep my Garchomp like I would just to, to flex on people. So people or just me, Kyle? Uh, I mean, <laughs> not just you, because <laughs> you'll get there eventually. Uh, I'm losing hope every day, man. I thought those 10K. Oh, those 10Ks of community. I know. Like, maybe, maybe, oh. uh, maybe Terry Wolf will trade you one. <sighs> maybe. Will that work? Maybe he will. Maybe. We'll we'll see if he's if he's feeling kind. He's already <laughs> transferred a couple of them. I'm gonna get a text from him as soon as he hears us, and he's gonna be like, "No." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the next email is from Jim Leader Mario. Hi, Chris, Kyle, and Gen One Ness. Love the podcast. Go cast the best Pogo podcast ever. I, I think so too. <laughs> I miss emailing you guys, and I heard how Ash emailed you after a while, like two episodes ago. I want to see if you guys can settle an argument. Because of the job I had, I drove a piece of equipment around for ten to twelve hours a day at around four to six miles an hour. Because I took a promotion, now I sit in an office all day. Not complaining. But, you know, I went from 60 to 100 kilometers a week to hardly over 50. What I'm saying is because of that driving, I went from hatching a lot of eggs to not a lot at all. My wife keeps saying she is glad I am not cheating at the game anymore. Was that cheating? That's the question. Oh, by the way, I did this totally safe. I would just open up my pogo and set my phone down in the cup holder. So, Kyle, would you constitute that is cheating or no? No, no, I, I wouldn't call it cheating. I will say it's no more cheating than somebody who, say, lives outside of Pokestop or gym and, mm-hmm. and has that kind of advantage. Oh, I don't know anybody like that. Yeah, so. I, don't, I don't know anything about that. But like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry that I've forgotten your name, but there's somebody on the Discord who I believe is a male person. And they hatch eggs because they deliver mail and they walk a ton every week. That's not cheating. It's just, you know, you're using your everyday advantage to the to the best of your ability. But I think the question is because he would drive around a lot in this small vehicle. He would just put his phone, you know, turn his phone on and just toss it in his cup holder. He wouldn't be like playing the game, just tossing the cup holder so it's going. Yeah, so, but I mean, uh, the, the male person would just turn their phone on in their pocket. Yeah, but that person's actually walking. Yeah, but look, how many people play this game while driving? Yeah, oh, uh, so, I, yeah, totally. I I agree one hundred percent. I don't think it's cheating either. Yeah. I'm just offering the other side of the argument. I mean, like, I could see why someone would want to say it's cheating, and if they have a personal stance in it, whether they're going to do it, sure. Yeah, but I think just I, from I a think game standpoint, it's not. I also think in this situation, this is definitely much more playful. Like his wife just giving him a hard time. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if that helps you settle your argument, uh, neither of us think it's cheating. Uh, I think, Kyle, what you said about using your your daily, you know, going ons as, you know, to your benefit. I think that's that's a good way to put that for sure. And he also says, I haven't written you guys in a while, so just know that I always listen. Thanks. Best regards, Jamie Lee Mario. P.S. Chris, good luck in 500 raids this summer. Please, You're gonna I need, need all the luck I can, I can muster. This next one's from George. Kyle, want to give it a read? 
Hi, Chris, Ness, and Kyle. Second time I've emailed you guys. I was the guy who predicted that we would get the legendary beasts over the summer via raid days, and I was so happy when my prediction came true. I'm Yes. <laughs> we are too. I'm a great fan of the show. I'm one episode behind, though, and I just finished episode 55, Far-Fetched Size Ponytha, and I am in the beginning of episode 56, Rayquaza Rocket. Kyle, I know the feeling oh. of missing out on Community <laughs> Day because you're busy doing something else. I've missed a couple of them because I work most Saturdays. I hope you get your other shinies that you missed out on on Mudkip Community Day from Chris. Don't worry. I will. It might take us I like... I got them for you. It might take us like a year to do all of the trades, but <laughs> we'll do it. Yes. Let me let me just give you some perspective, too, because I always... I live with Ness, and I have like seven Pokemon to trade her in special trades, and we always forget. It's been like a month. <laughs> Plus Stardust, you know? Gotta... <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Speaking of Ness... Ness, I hope you feel better soon. I am sending you my friend code, and I look forward to sending and receiving gifts. I will try and send every day, but if I can't, I'll do at least every other day. Don't worry about it, man. She's got a lot of people to manage gifts with. If you <laughs> miss a day, I think it'll be all right. Lastly, what do you think October Community Day will be? Well, I think we have the precedent set for that, unless they do another combo breaker. I, mm. is, Turtwig is next. I think it's got to be Turtwig. But that said... In between, like, when we thought the next generation of stars was going to start last time, we got Eevee Community Day instead. So they could surprise us. Oh, that's right. It was between okay. between Beldum and the, the next one, I think, or, you know, right, right around there. Eevee surprised us, surprised us somewhere. Okay, so what do you think it could be? Uh, what, what do you think would be on par with like an Eevee? Yikes! I'd have I have to think about that for a second. Yeah, I can't I can't think of anything off the top of my head either. I would have said Gabite if he wasn't out, but I guess you know what's stopping them from having a Gabite community day? Oh man, how mad would people be? <laughs> not yet. It's not going to happen yet <laughs> until they've milked all of the money they can. Yeah, I think in about a year we might see a Gabby Community yeah, Day. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised next summer to see a a, a Gibble Community Day. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Gibble. I keep saying Gabby. <laughs> it's Gibble. I've done that like eight episodes in a row. Yeah, I can't really think of anything else. Maybe Trap Inch. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no to a Trap Inch Community Day if it learned a really good move. I like Flygon a lot. Trap Inch. The only reason I don't like Trap Inch now is because he's in 10k eggs. And that's not a fun experience after you've done it 50 times. But oh that doesn't God. stop me from loving Flygon because it's a cool Pokemon. Sure. Yeah. Trap inch could, could happen. The next email is from uh, Trent. And uh, he says, greetings, Kyle Ness and former leaderboard rival Chris. Ha <laughs> ha. I've been sitting on this question for a while due to the rather volatile nature of the conversation. And I'm hoping we've had enough time for things to cool a little. Simply put, do you believe Pokemon Go will ever reach a Dexit point, where some Pokemon get cut from the game temporarily in order to diversify spawns? Or do you believe that eventually Niantic will have to improve slash increase spawns to help diversify the Pokemon we can find? Thanks, Trent. This is so, the email you were yeah, talking sim- about. <laughs> simply put, simply put. Um, if you, if you didn't catch that, basically what he's saying is that since there is, you know, 800 Simon Pokemon and we've already, we were talking about this earlier, Pidgey becoming a rare Pokemon, it shouldn't be like that because it's a super common Pokemon, but because so many Pokemon share its level of rarity and its pervasiveness in spawn pools, 
it becomes a rare option, right? So that being said, we're only like four generations and we're not even done with the fourth generation. What does eight generations look like? How can something that's picking up the game after it has 800 some odd Pokemon in it, how can they effectively be able to pursue certain types of Pokemon in the same way that we are able to today? Oof, it's a really is, tough question. This is a really hard question. Right. Because like the the Dexit issue from Sword and Shield wasn't really the breaking point for me, but it's a it's a very relevant conversation in Pokemon Go because you can't just treat it like a main series game where these Pokemon spawn in this area. They have they're weighted by rarities as well. And I I honestly don't see how with the way the game currently is, they handle 800 Pokemon without drawing a hard line at some spawns at some point. I would agree without without removing several uh, generations of Pokemon when they introduce a new generation of Pokemon and then, you know, giving everybody an opportunity to catch all of them and then slowly repopulating the other spawns in. I think maybe because they've had events before that have highlighted, uh, you know, certain generations, those would have to be like on a permanent kind of rotation. I think I think the best way to handle it is you can't you can't cut an entire generation out of a game like this because of the way that combat works. Previous generations will always be relevant. You know, Tyranitar, Machamp, although Machamp is going to be put in second place shortly. Um, Like those kind of Pokemon need to stay around just to give newer players the option to get them. Right. But what I could see happening is creating a rotation of generations. Maybe it changes every 30 days. So it's, it's obtainable, but it's not like too short. And just like, you know, for this month, only generations, you know, four through seven plus outliers will show up. And then the next month, you know, you reintroduce generation one, take out generation four, you know, now it's one, five, six, seven type of thing. Okay. And I think, what I, well, no, go ahead. What I'm thinking is something pretty similar. What I was saying about the events, if they didn't make them events anymore and they just, they just started saying like, Hey, you know, it's January. We're having a, let's just say a Kanto thing, wherein all the spawns are still available, right? If you were looking for a water Pokemon from Generation 7 and a water Pokemon from Generation 5, you would go to a lake. But if you were looking for a Pokemon in Generation 1 that you just couldn't find, a water Pokemon, during that month of January, you can still go to that same lake and you have an increased chance of, of encountering that Pokemon. The other ones are, are still available. They're not gone. Just the spawns are weighted very heavily towards Kanto only. I can I can see that. I, I think there are a couple of ways to to finesse that situation. But like Niantic is not known for their finesse. So <laughs> I we... feel like I feel like they get a bad rap that when they do, you know, they, it's like, OK, cool. Like this is what we expected. So they don't get a lot of praise. And when we don't, we're like, how could you? <laughs> well, I'm not I'm just like. I'm just being real in that situation. They're, yeah. they're not, they're not known for like taking a scalpel to the situation. They're more like the machete to try and solve the problems. 
Sure, throw throw stuff at the wall, see what sticks. Yeah. And when we reach 700 and then eventually, you know, 800 Pokemon, they will have to be very careful to to balance that situation. Sure. I mean, we can also have the conversation about the lifespan of this game. Do we think this is going to be around in the same sort of way that it is now? Uh, you know, in three, four years when we're probably going to be encountering this problem. But actually, realistically, after this generation is done, even next generation, we're going to start feeling and, you know, the the pinch even more. We already felt it with Pidgey, like we said before, but we'll feel even more. And I bet this conversation will become more common amongst people you wouldn't have expected in the first place. Like how many people are going to stop playing because like I can't find this common Pokemon. This is so frustrating. I don't get it. But at the same time, you know, the exciting nature of seeing a silhouette, like they get that longer than anybody. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that. I mean, maybe maybe we're underselling that. How long has it been since you've seen a silhouette like that? I mean, like I see silhouettes every once in a while when new Pokemon come out, but I catch them almost right away. Gibble being pretty much the only exception right now. Uh, So, I mean, can you imagine just being swamped in shadows again? It would be an, it'd be an interesting situation. That is for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I don't know. I think like this is a pretty, like like we said, a pretty complicated topic. Um, I'm actually very excited from a logistical standpoint to see how Niantic, you know, reacts with this. Again, like we, we were talking about, it, I mean, this is on the horizon. Yeah, in a few years, it'll be a real problem, but we'll start feeling it real soon. So, I don't know. We'll see. Thanks for the question, Trent. That's it's a really good one. Um, and then our last email is from Catherine. Kyle, what did Catherine have to ask? Catherine asked, is there any reason to max out a Pokemon that is near max? For instance, I have three Mamoswine with a CP over 3000 and they're in the high level 30s. Do I need to max them out or would that be a minimum reward versus maximum expenditure? This is... It's a good question, by the way. Thank you for sending it in. I think it really boils down to another question. How many people are you rating with? Are you rating with two people? You're going to want to yes. max them out. Yeah. Are you rating with six people? You're you're fine. If you are short on Stardust, if you're worried about the cost, use them elsewhere. Yeah. So for for example... Today, I did a Rayquaza raid with two other trainers. One was 36 and one was 27. And I was level 40 and I had, you know, four Mammoth Swine, a Sneasel, and a Glaceon. I was ready to go. And the other ones kind of just hodgepodge their teams together and, and we were okay. If there was two of us, the other person was going to have to be as, you know, kitted out as my team was in order for that to be possible. If that helps. But also, basically, there's a term for what you're describing, and it's something that's actually kind of a a complicated topic that we will likely have to dedicate an entire gear up (laughs) discussion to. (laughs) Yeah, it's a long one. Some other time. Yeah, but it's it's called a break point, and simply put, it's it's the point in the power up process where you start getting, like you you mentioned, Catherine, uh, the uh, a minimum return for how much you know you're putting into it. When is it not worth it anymore? When does you know there there's math to it. It involves the enemy's defense stat, your attack stat, you know, all that stuff. It, it's pretty it's pretty interesting, but <laughs> 
we're over an hour into this episode, so I don't think not today. Like no, no, I don't think so. But I think the long and the short of it is definitely just like what it it happens to. I don't think it really super duper matters if you're talking about raid completion. Uh, but if you're going to talk about DPS and short manning, then it definitely matters. Any final thoughts, Kyle, on this topic? I know we just kind of we definitely did not cover it in the way that it needs to be covered, but we'll do that in the future. And it'll, the, the detailed answer will definitely be in the future. But I think I think that's the the best way to look at the situation is how many people are you rating with? And that will give you your answer. Definitely. Okay, and that brings us to the end of the show. If you guys would also like to send us an email, you can send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also visit our website at gocastpodcast.com. And if you you know want to send us an email through our website instead of th- through an, an email service, you can actually do that. As weird as that might have sounded, the way I explained it, <laughs> we have a contact form on our website. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at GoCast Podcast. Like us on Facebook at The GoCast Podcast. And if you want to help support the show, you can do so at patreon.com. That's patreon.com forward slash GoCast Podcast. And if monetary support is not your deal, you can always leave us a review on iTunes, which will now be Apple Podcasts soon. Stitcher, wherever you, you find us, that would be great. A minimal effort for maximum reward. It's like breakpoints, but in real life. Please and thank you. That would be awesome. Um, but also, I, I have a quick little announcement before we get into goals this week. Um, so I did do a t-shirt fundraiser for the first 21 days of 500 raids of summer. And one of the things I'm trying to raise money for the national park foundation. If you haven't been following this, if you want more information, go to 500 raids of summer.com by the way. Um, but what we're going to be doing, uh, for this month, the month of August, we're going to be donating all of the proceeds from our Patreon. We're going to give that to the national park foundation in a lump sum so if you're interested in donating and you also at the same time want to, you know, like check out the discord, say, hey, you know, even if you're there just for a month, kind of get your toes wet and stuff like that. It, you can really kill two birds with one stone. The money will go to a place where it really should go and uh, you get to, you know, be at a place where uh, you really should be. We'd love to have you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. All right. That being said, Kyle, you know what time it is. I do. It's gold time. It's gold time. All right. I've got Ness's goals already. So I'm going to give you a little bit of time. You can think about it. And Ness's goals are more friends and hit level 40. So I think she's really not feeling that well because uh, this goal was rather attainable. (laughs) She is as of now. uh, Well, actually, as of I left the room to come in here and record this. She's at 34K basically away (laughs) or 35K away from level 40. She's done so much work. Actually, all of you have done so much work with her for her uh, journey to 40. I think she's gotten like what, like 5 million experience, the 4 million experience in the past, like 15 days or something like that. Yeah. Like over the last month, it's been 6 million, I think. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Yeah. The power of friendship. Anyway, Kyle, speaking of friendship, let's ruin ours. What are your goals? Okay, so I didn't get to do many Rayquazas this week. I was kind of sad about that. 
I did a couple, got a really good one, but no shiny. So I want to do, I'm no madman when it comes to, to raids because my work schedule is a little prohibitive. So I want to do 10 Rayquazas by next week. Oh man. Okay. And I also want to get to 25 on my hero badge. I'm at 12 and, uh, also stick to the stardust, the 200,000 stardust to try and, you know, maintain that because I'm spending it like crazy here. Okay, sounds good. Alrighty. Aren't you also going to participate in a PvP event this month or is that next month? Uh, it's probably going to be next month because I'm not going to not going to quite be there on the friendships, unfortunately. Okay. All right, cool. So for myself, thanks, Kyle. For myself, I'm going to I, I need a shiny Rayquaza. I have done what, like 13 of these things. And I haven't seen one yet, which is fine. I'm still under their odds so i've got nothing to complain about i suppose um i would really really like to get three hundred thousand stardust this week and it's it's not to that end i really want to max out um my highest ivy ente i've been waiting on that guy forever and i have no particular reason to do so other than i feel like it needs to be done is he 100 <laughs> percent? so he's like 96 <laughs> he's got he's 15 14 14 i believe uh... so yeah, I'm going to max Ente. I should max out my 100% Ente. Yeah, yeah, you definitely should. should. If I get mine maxed before you max your 100, I don't know, man. Uh, what I don't have do? the Stardust for that right now. Are you crazy? <laughs> okay. And then in addition to that, I, I really want to, you know, get ahead, back ahead on 500 Raids of Summer. So, yeah, it feels weird being like a handful behind right now because I've been ahead all summer until like this week when some stuff got in the way. So, all right, that's pretty much it. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week for episode 58. Until then, have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye.